3D Movie Time Capsule for 2015. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf. I have with me Krista. Hello. And Kristen. Hello, everyone. And welcome to the 2015 3D Movie Time Capsule. So we have quite a few movies here in 2015. 2015 is an interesting year because it's the first year where 3D or 2D was online for the entirety of the year. We started in 2014 and 2015 was the first full year. So I reviewed basically all of these movies. <laughs> um, basically all of them is a, a good thing. Uh, Krista and Kristen are here to help out and to talk about the movies they did see, um, which is a few, but not that many. So um, we're going to skip over many movies that we haven't seen and many movies that are um, movies that are only released in Asia um, or China. So there's one that's here that I do want to think it's funny that it's 3D um, Taken 3, which I don't know why this came out in 3D in China. Um, I mean, Taken is such a fun franchise. I already watched the first one, but like, it seems really weird to have the third one being 3D only. Oh, that, that used to be a thing in like the seventies of like making the third sequel in 3D for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys watch the Taken movies or no? Nope. Did not. I mean, it's basically a meme now where, you know... A girl is taken and take and her dad is a CIA agent or something and he's gonna kick some butt. And he gets revenge for putting, you know, for his daughter being taken. And then in the sequel, his wife gets taken. And then in the threequel, I forget who gets taken, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. His sanity gets taken <laughs> from to making too many sequels. All right, so the next movie here is Seventh Son, which I actually like. I know it's gotten a lot of hate. Um, I remember the 3D being enjoyable. Um, this actually stars Jeff Bridges and Julianne Moore, and it's like a fantasy kind of movie. Um, I went to the theater not knowing anything, and I actually really, I mean... I gave it a 6 out of 10, so I didn't love this movie, but it's not as terrible as other people have said. I mean, a 6 out of 10 is still likable. I still enjoyed it. Um, and the 3D was really great. So, did y'all see that or know anything about this movie or nah? Jeff Bridges would have been the only thing that I would have watched in that movie. It's a fantasy movie with uh, dragons, and y'all like dragons, right? Yeah. Everyone likes dragons. <laughs> Unless they're communists. <laughs> so... I mean, you know, if I don't know where this might be in streaming, but it might be worth watching somewhere. You know, lowered expectations. The next movie I do not recommend under any circumstances, which is Jupiter Ascending. Oh, really? Why? It's terrible. Oh, this had been something that was like in my periphery of maybe wanting to watch. Um, I gave it a four out of ten. Okay, then. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention in my review, which I, I remember very much, this movie has a ton of shots of, um, what's her name? The main actress in this movie. Um, Mila Kunis? 
Mila Kunis running and screaming. And it just like I've seen that same exact kind of running and screaming like five times and in this movie. And I really hate this movie. It's just bad science fiction. That's disappointing. It's just, you know, really corny and like she is the, the queen of Jupiter, but she's like reincarnated and she doesn't know about it. And Chatting Tatum is her watcher. And he's like a half wolf, half human. And I think this is abysmally bad. It's considered one of the worst movies of that year, of 2015. Now, one of our patrons actually commented on it. And he thinks it's great world building. And he swears that's an adaption of some kind. I think it's based on a book. Um, But I, I really hated it. It's made by the creators of the Matrix trilogy. And I actually had problems with the 3D aspect. Like one of the 3D um, was off by like a nanometer. Oh no! Yeah, that's the worst. Um, I actually did email the the manager. Like, hey, I know I watched this movie in a free screening. I get that, but still, it was hard to watch this movie when the 3D wasn't aligned. I did think the 3D when it was. It was just like off and on good. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to rewatch this movie. I hate this movie. It's a four out of 10. Um, it just is so stupid. And, you know, she could talk to bees. It's just ridiculous. And there's, I, oh God, I, I really, really hate Jupiter City. So. Worst thing of that, Gods of Egypt? No, not, not, no, no. <laughs> it, you know, I, I'm pretty, I consider myself a fair reviewer. And not too hateful, but when I do hate a movie, I really hate a movie, and I hated this movie. Oh. Okay, Jupiter Ascending was made by trans women, uh, so you might not have been the target audience. <laughs> well, still, it, it, it's just bad sci-fi. It's just cl- every cliche you can imagine, and it's just stupid jokes, and it's just the... Uh, epitome of bad sci-fi so i i can't stand it now next movie is another bad movie um spongebob sponge out of water oh so i've watched a few seasons of spongebob randomly over on nickelodeon flipping channels um you know i i get the appeal it's funny but this movie it was just like really weird um i mean they're all weird but the 3D was so great. I, 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 I was the only person in the theater that was not with their children. The only adults. Which was, you know, awkward as hell. Because, you know, there's like 15 kids there and all of them with their mom and dad there. And me, the only adult there by himself. And I remember the kids actually saying, oh, my God, the 3D is so great. And they're like, I was like, yeah, it really is. (laughs) Like, this was an early contender. I was really thinking about saying this is, like, the best 3D. Um, (laughs) Wait, you're telling me the SpongeBob movie has great 3D? Yes, it does. It really, really does. And I cannot take that away from that movie. I I think the 3D is amazing here. The 3D conversion was done by Stereo D, which is a company I applied for work for and never got a response. 
Um, I mean, part of it's being animated, so it's a little bit easy to do, um, easier to do. But like they had so many things popping out of the screen, depth, you know, the animation really, really was just really top notch for 3D, multiple layers of 3D depth. And this movie, I gave a three to. So I gave Jupiter a four. I gave this a three. Woof. I was so. going to say that the young, the young audiences that were watching that, the younger eyes would be able to perceive things that maybe adult eyes wouldn't be able to, and they would probably be the authority of what good the 3D was. When you're younger, so you actually see things. Wait, I'm. I think if your eyes are closer together when you're a kid, then you will see the depth as stronger. Than how an adult sees it. Irregardless, it really was th- great 3D, and I remember it from this day. And the movie itself was just kind of a lot of different stories from the TV show barfed onto the screen, and just like, come on, if you're gonna do a movie, at least try to have something new, original. Don't just barf up the same story over and over again. But that being said, kids. Kids' taste in 3D is a lot different than my adult taste in 3D. Because I remember when I was a kid, my idea of good 3D was like the gimmicky popping out of the screen 3D, which is no longer my conception of good 3D. I mean, it has both the pop out and the depth. And it just, it's well, you know, how they did it was something that was just beautiful. Having the water bubbles and it's beautiful in 3D. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. That's, that's the worst is when it's beautiful 3D and a shit story. Yeah. And, um, well, you, should, you should segue this into the Charlie Brown 3D because I'd actually have thoughts on that. We'll get to Charlie Brown in a little bit. Uh, okay. We're, we're trying to go into order of the release. So, oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Uh, next up is Divergence Insurgent, which I refuse to watch. Um, one of the few times where I said, no, I'm not going to watch that movie because I hated the first Divergent movie and I'm not going to watch this movie. And uh, we never watched it. And after this movie, it flopped so hard that it became, it was going to be a TV show. And then that got panned and the Divergent series is kind of in limbo now. Wow. So a big run of bad stuff. Um, Divergence series. Um, anyone watch these movies or no? No. Kristen? I didn't, I didn't watch movies like that. <laughs> so it's a, a post-apocalyptic future where different people are segmented into different groups. So you have a group of smart brainiacs and you have a group of fishermen and you have a group of whatever. And then there's a Divergent who could be in multiple groups. And one person's like, oh, I don't want to be part of the government per people. Let's form a revolution. And it's just like, huh? So knock off Hunger Games. Yeah, basically. And I would say that the different uh, cliques of people is reminiscent of uh, the time machine. Yeah, and the different cliques were like, I guess what I understand what you're trying to say, movie, but I feel like no one's really that way. No one's one-dimensional that way, you know. 
I only like this thing, and that's it. I'm not going to do that. I mean, that's kind of how a lot of movies uh, dumb down people um, a bit. Like, like you think Harry Potter has the same sorting people into clips thing going on, and a lot of fiction has that, even though that's not really how people are. I would argue also that Star Wars is like that to a degree. It's like you can't have a moment of anger, rage, or any sort of negative emotions without falling into the dark side. Yeah. So let's keep going here to next movie, Home, which is an animated movie. And this is a DreamWorks movie about um, a little girl who meets an alien. And the alien is portrayed by Jim Parsons, or you might know him as Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. Oh, I remember trailers for this. And um, it's actually a decent movie. I actually really like this movie. Um, I mean, it's not great. I don't, it's just, it's an enjoyable movie for what it is. Um, yeah, and they have, it has good 3D. I remember this being actually enjoyable and fun for what it is. Gives me like Wonder Park vibes. Yeah, this was better than Wonder Park though. Um, <laughs> I gave it a seven. Um, I gave it a good 3D as well. Um, since I do have all my reviews up on the website, and I do have you know here, I will be put, put you know putting my scores up since I reviewed everything here. Um, next up, uh, we're gonna go ahead and go to Avengers: Age of Ultron, the second Avengers movie. And the much-hated movie, which I don't understand the hate for, I enjoyed it. Not as much as the original, but I still enjoyed it. Krista, have you watched Avengers Age of Ultron? Nope. Kristen? I don't remember if I watched this or not. I probably did, though, because I've usually watched the Avenger movies in the theater. This one is starring a sassy robot named Ultron. Maybe I did see that one, then. Okay. And Ultron is created by... Tony Stark as a way to try to have a backup system for Earth if the Avengers aren't around and its AI goes crazy and starts to try to want to kill Earth and the Avengers have to stop Ultron. Um, now, the 3D here I thought was really weak. Like, I watched it in IMAX 3D. I was super excited for it and it just was barely visible and it just didn't do anything. Like, it was like, I guess 30% of the movie had cool scenes. I feel like Avengers 3D is Marvel on the whole is hit, really hit or miss on 3D. Sometimes Marvel has really great 3D, but it really depends. And I feel like the Avengers movies specifically generally fall flat on the 3D. Yeah, um, I feel like after this, Infinity War and Endgame, I really enjoyed the 3D yeah. aspect. But I, I think I feel like the 3D here and the previous Avengers was really weak too. And so, you know, some movies are better than others, but more recent Marvel, more recent Marvel has been good on the 3D, but like the older Marvel, not so good on the 3D. Yeah, I agree with that. I think basically um, after Doctor Strange, they really got their act together. So I like this movie. I understand a lot of people don't like it because it's overstuffed and they have a lot of different story elements that lead to future movies, but I dig it. I enjoyed it. I think it's fun. Um, it's very entertaining. Um, 
but it is overstuffed, and I'll give it that. All right, so next movie on the list, um, Mad Max Fury Road, which we did a whole podcast about in the movie club, and that basically our opinions on that are there. Um, but yeah, Mad Max, thumbs up for me, for all of us, right? Anything else you yeah. want to say about Mad Max? They could, they could bring Charlie's throne to the uh, to the prequel. They should have, but they're not. That's how much I enjoyed the movie. I think she was the reason I enjoyed the movie. So let's keep going here to Poltergeist, a remake of 1980s Poltergeist movie. And that one, the, uh, the, the 80s version. 80s version, yeah. Um, the 3D was fine. I liked some aspects here and there. I, I liked it. But the movie itself is basically the same movie as the original, just redone, and it just has no soul to it. And it's just nothing new or interesting about this version of it. Did it have the clown scene? The yep. toy clown? Okay. When I was a kid, that, 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 I probably shouldn't have watched that particular scene. Now, the, it really is. This is like copy and paste remake. With new actors, a new time. That's it. And it really kind of... It's just like, if you're going to do a remake, make it interesting, make it different. You know, go out of your way to make it more than it, what it was. And this is exactly the same movie. I think almost exactly the same script. And there's nothing new about it. I think the original is a great movie. Um, Kristen, do you like it a lot? Yeah, I, would, I was going to say, I think it's a... Uh horror movie masterpiece i'm surprised that they remade it but i guess that when you run out of ideas you know you've got to remake something verbatim krista did you watch the original poltergeist or this remake no i'm generally not a horror movie person so yeah it was all right i mean all right being a five out of ten for me but um i probably should have been harsher on it but it was just meh, <laughs> you know, it was just, I forgot that it existed and it's not the worst movie, but it's not great either. So uh, you've obviously seen the original too, then. Yeah, I did. And it really scared me. And um, I actually did not watch that until like 2003 or something, just because it came out right when I was super young. So I was too young to watch it. And then I, you know, rented it on DVD and I really digged it. I thought... You know, the fact that that movie actually is, like, cursed makes it more interesting, you know? Right. right. Krista, do you know about the curse of the original Poltergeist? No. Oh, Kristen, do you want to tell her about that? Uh, I just know this, this the over the overview of it. Uh, that little girl that uh, uh, was in that movie actually ended up uh, passing away. I'm trying to remember how she died. Fill this in, Adolf. Um, well, okay. The curse is kind of just like there's a lot of production problems and, um, you know, there's deaths of the two young cast members in this movie. And like they actually use skeletons in this movie for dramatic effect. And they eventually figured out those actual real people that, you know, were skeletons and weren't just like a prop skeleton. So there's a lot of interesting things about this movie, the original movie. This remake is not that interesting. But, I mean, it, it's kind of just one of those things that it's a, a curse that is a legend 
and you know, there's a lot of deaths, a lot of bad luck. You know, I don't know how much of it is propaganda just to help make the movie more interesting, but um, you know, it would be a good marketing kind of thing. And the, the sticking power of those legends, I think, is also telling of the of the if it was marketing, it was very well done. All right, so next up is San Andreas uh, by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, this is an earthquake movie, and I dig this movie. I thought it was fun. I wanted to see this movie just because it had The Rock in it, but I never did get out to the theater to see it. I saw a trailer for it. It seemed over the top for me. It seemed, like, unrealistic. <laughs> um, in some ways, I feel like you're right, but it's playful. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson knows how to make this fun. And he's always over the top. Yeah. And he's like a helicopter guy who's saving people. And then he has to save his family. And, you know, it, it has a charm because of him. And it's just it's so charismatic. And it's just, yeah, it's it's over the top earthquake movie. But it's a whole lot of fun. It's goofy. It's preachy at times. You know, the whole scientist. I told you, it's, you know, we're going to go through the big one. We didn't listen, you know. I mean, that part is true. I, I, I should watch this now. I think I'm going to Los it. Angeles is frankly lucky <laughs> that they haven't had a big earthquake. It's a fun movie. I dig it. I dig it a lot. Um, it's I know it's dumb, but I still really enjoyed this movie. Um. Oh, before we go too far, uh, one of our patrons, Mr. Bangle 5, didn't mention Mad Max. Best conversion of 3D. Um, I, 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 I don't know if I'll agree with that, but I think it definitely is a great conversion. All right. Next on this list is Jurassic World. The fourth Jurassic movie. Um, Krista, did you watch this or no? No. Kristen? I did not. I I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I know that I'm stand in a room by myself that I didn't really enjoy the first movie that much, and uh, I was I was disappointed. It was in fact one of the first Spielberg movies that I did not actually just go crazy over. So I didn't watch any of the others. Yeah, I was surprised that Jake did not like uh, the original Jurassic Park either, but I love the original Jurassic Park so. Yeah, it touched a lot of audiences, and I and I don't uh, dismiss that. It just it didn't connect with me very well. I had nightmares about T Rex attacking me as a kid without having seen Jurassic Park. <laughs> so that it wasn't a disappointment. Just alone did it for you. Yeah, the trailers haunts you, and this one here, Jurassic World. Oh boy! So it's starring you know good old. What's his name? He's in everything now. Um, the handsome guy that's in everything. Yeah, the handsome guy that's in everything. Um, I'm going to keep stalling to try to remember his name. Chris Pratt. That's it. And uh, this is a bad, dumb movie, but I kind of like it, but not to a big degree. I give it a six. And the 3D, there's some definitely great moments of 3D here that make it a lot of fun. Um there's like one scene where all of them are in motorcycles and they're kind of coming toward the screen and it's really exciting and yeah, it's fun. It's a fun, dumb 
dumb as dirt movie. All these mo- all these Jurassic World movies are dumb as dirt, but they're fun for what they are. They're just ass ninety stupid. So let's keep going here um, to an animated movie. Now this movie blew me away. I wasn't excited by it. It when it came out, but then when I actually watched it for review, I adored it. Inside Out by Pixar. This is one of my like I love this movie, and it came out at a time in my life where I really needed it. I love this movie too. Uh, Kristen, did you watch this or no? I did not. I I saw part of it at a friend's house, but we ended up leaving before we really got into it. I was missing out. It actually sucked me in, so I was kind of disappointed that I didn't get to finish watching it. So many people have said this is basically Herman's head, the movie. And to a degree, I agree with that. Herman's head being a sitcom from the early 90s that was kind of a a goofy thing where you're inside someone's head and their emotions are debating and what to do. This movie is an animated movie where you have different uh, emotions be different specific characters. And it's a beautiful movie. Now, the 3D is terrible in this movie. <laughs> oh no! And like it's just not at all there. And there's like one scene where it was kind of cool, but that was like two minutes, and the rest of the movie is just completely forgot that it was there. Why is Pixar falling flat on 3D? <sighs> They're just barely trying, but the movie itself is excellent. Uh, Krista, what did you think? Of, what's your thoughts on this? I love this movie. It's just such a good emotion. Like, like it's not scientifically accurate in like this in like a specific sense, but it's like emotionally accurate in terms of like the way it explores um, how like a child reacts to um, this situation that she's put into. So it's actually we talk we. I use this um, movie as an example in my grief therapy groups because it is uh, such a good uh, explanation of uh, emotionally processing situations. Yeah, the main story is about a little girl um, who is moving um, and moving to San Francisco and she just feels alienated and um, you know, joy is one, the main emotions in this movie are joy, fear, sadness, disgust, and anger. And joy is really trying to help out and get people, you know, yay, everything's, you know, okay. And they're really kind of damper on sadness and how they build up this story of how it works. It's a really weird, but fascinating mechanic of how the mind works and how it actually deals with its sadness is beautiful. And I, I think if you don't cry from watching this movie, you have no soul. Like, basically, the the argument of this movie is you can't suppress sadness. You need to experience it. And you need joy and sadness to work. As Thanos says, you need balance. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's, it's true, though. And, uh, you know... Yeah, you would think sadness is ultimately a horrible emotion you want to just get rid of, but it's part of having, you know, being an adult and processing different things happening in your life. And 
you just have to deal with it as long you know as everything else and it's also like an explanation of how like emotions get more complex as you get over get older because riley is like i think she's like 11 in the movie but like she's like reaching those preteen years where like suddenly like everything you thought like like your brain kind of breaks because you you're used to simple emotions and suddenly you're overwhelmed with like much more complex emotions and it shows that visually because like all of her memories are just like one color of the one emotion and then at the end you get it, memories that are multicolored that are multiple emotions at the same time yeah it's a fascinating movie and it's greatly just perfectly well done and it's one of those movies that people kind of say just forget that exists and it's like no this is top-notch pixar here so absolutely love inside out it's really disappointing that the 3d isn't good though because it should be <laughs> yeah I mean, Pixar, you said it, it's really off and on in which movies I like through 3D in, and I just feel like they just barely try. It's like with Onward, I was really disappointed in the 3D, and I'm like, there's no reason that the Onward 3D shouldn't be excellent. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's really weird because like the live-action Disney remakes, they all look really great in 3D, and, you know... The animated movies should be great, too, but eh, they're all just kind of mediocre to bad. I don't think that's really good 3D at all. All right, let's move on to Terminator Genesis. Oh, boy. This is a bad, so bad, I like it movie. Um, this is the fifth Terminator movie? Yeah. And this one it just kind of goes to the 11 style where it just goes so crazy. I can imagine a lot of people hate this movie and I understand that I enjoy it because it's so crazy. Um, it, I, I said, this is like my catnip. It just makes me crazy because it has all the sci-fi tropes that I like. It has time travel. It has uh, robots and it just, they go back in time and try to fix the past. And then you have a young Sarah Connor who meets, who goes to the future and they try to get things in motion. And it's just, it's a complete storm. It's shit storm. I'm just going to say it. And they spoil the movie in the trailer and it pissed off a lot of people. It pissed me off too. But it's just ridiculous. Um, I'll spoil it too because screw it. You know, that John Connor in this movie is a Terminator. So he was, you know, there to stop, not, you know, stop himself from winning. So it's just a mess and it's ridiculous. And you have like old Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting young Arnold Schwarzenegger. Totally ridiculous, but I like it. Guilty pleasure all the way. Kristen, have you seen any of the later Terminator movies or no? No, no, I stopped at T2. I thought it was a masterpiece and I just, I stopped. Now going from one movie that was a guilty pleasure to something that I really don't like. Minions. Ugh. 
Krista, have you seen this movie? No, and no intention to whatsoever. I I actually did see this movie. What, are, Kristen? What you thought of that? I I enjoyed it. I, I yeah. I I mean, I the time seemed to go by. I thought it was cute. I think I was like you, one of the only adults in there without kids. So I feel about minions the way y'all feel about Hotel Transylvania. We'll get to that one too. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Minions, I never watched the Spickable Me movies before this, so I just did this for my wife because she wanted to see this movie, and I was like, okay, we'll watch it, I'll, I'll review it for the website, sure. Um, I gave it a 5 out of 10, I liked that it was set in the 60s for most of it, um, it was kind of fun to have that time period as an animated movie, but it's just so basic. Uh, Kristen, do you want to, anything else to add to this? Well, I, I just enjoyed it. I, it gave me a lift uh, to see it. Uh, it helped me escape. And this made a billion dollars. And about this time, if COVID-19 was not an issue, the sequel would have been released already. And uh, Minions just took over Facebook and popular culture, and they're just all over the place. With uh, grandmas posting minion memes on their Facebook walls, you know, that have nothing to do with the movies. They just like the creatures, the minions. So yeah, it's just a dumb action, a dumb animated movie. Um, let's move on to Marvel Cinematic Movie, Ant Man. Krista, have you seen this one? I've seen most of it, I think, yeah. Um, but I just saw it, like, on TV. I didn't see it. Kristen, did you watch this? I did. I watched this at a vape shop on their pirated TV. <laughs> okay, did you like it? I did. It's fun. I, it's I was disappointed that I didn't see it in the movie or the theater after I saw it on TV. I realized I'd missed something. Um, the 3D aspect um, is kind of weird because some parts are really great and some parts are just kind of weak. Um, but it's enough there of good depth of field for uh, 3D and having the shrinking aspect of this character have good depth. It, it works for this kind of movie. So um, based on the Ant-Man comics and this movie was in development hell for years because it lost its director and then came back, and um, it's actually really fun for what it is. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Darren Cross's yellow jacket. It's just meh of a villain. But um, Hank Pin, um, having all the, the main guys here, Paul Rudd is great. Um, I love Michael Douglas as the original Pin. And Michael Pena, how he um, has the little stories and he um, tells a story in a quick, fun motion is, is great. Um, so, yeah, I actually really dig this movie. I gave it an 8 out of 10, good 3D. I enjoyed it for what it was. I don't know that I would bring it that high. Like, I think it's like a passable superhero movie, but it's not the greatest superhero movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I, think, I think that it's that its uh, success is based upon the fact that it doesn't take itself too seriously. 
I mean, it really doesn't take itself seriously at all. And uh, it's not comedy like the old Batman from the 60s, but, you know, but it's but it's a it's a good mix of drama and comedy. And, uh, you know, just the ridiculous it, it kind of makes a ridiculous joke almost out of the whole superhero genre. And uh, and I, I think that's why maybe older audiences might enjoy this movie so much. Yeah, I agree with Kristen that everybody, they're kind of playing with it. It's a playful movie. It's, it's a comedy, more comedy than action. Uh, the action parts are not that, you know, awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I actually like the comedy parts. It's just not consistent throughout the movie. Okay. Now let's talk about uh, inconsistent comedy. The next movie on our list is very inconsistent. I this is one of the few Adam Sandler movies that I actually kind of like. Um, Pixels. Did any of y'all see this or remember this movie? I have no idea what this is. Kristen, I feel like this movie was like made for you. Really, and I I didn't see it either. Do do tell. So this is an Adam Sandler movie where, okay, first Pixels was kind of like a YouTube video that got super popular where different video game characters came to life and attacked New York. So Adam Sandler bought the rights to make it into a movie or Sony. And um, so all these video game characters are coming to life and wrecking things. All the video games from the 80s, of course. So it's really dated in 2015 when they came out. Um, so like it has Pac-Man and Qbert, and Pac-Man is going through the city eating cars, and um, it's just dumb, but it's fun dumb. Um, in my review, I actually did put the original link to the YouTube video that it's based on, and. It's like a total mixed bag of jokes where like half the jokes, I just roll my eyes and I'm like, God, and then half of them. Okay. That was actually funny. It's just stupid Adam Sandlerness about the eighties care, you know, video games. I actually enjoyed the 3d aspect of this movie too. Like they would have the different pixels fly out of the screen and pixels coming at, um, depth wise and, um, like they actually had Qberts have his snout come out of the 3D and it was fun for what it was. It's stupid, but I like it. Adam Sandler can sometimes take stupid ideas and make them very, very impactful. Uh, my best friend Haley finally talked me into watching uh, Click, which I avoided like a plague because the, uh, because the trailers just made it seem like it was really stupid. And then after I actually watched the movie, I realized that it was actually sort of a drama. Yeah, that click movie is so weird because of that part. It just shifts tone so quickly and then it's okay. You mean click as in like a mouse click or click as in like a high school click? Um, so click, Krista, was about Adam Sandler getting a machine that lets you time travel or play with time. So he could slow down time or speed up time. So if there's boring parts of his life, you just speed it up. Or if it's, you know, like in the trailer, they would have this beautiful big breasted woman jog. So he slowed that time 
because he wants to see the beautiful brick, you know, boobs bouncing, that kind of thing. And then the movie kind of stops being goofy. And then he starts to realize that he skipped over his life. And, you know, he, he, and that's where the drama is. Um, Isn't that a poem or a short story about this, Kristen? Uh. Maybe I I I'm not aware of that. I just I think I was impacted by the fact that uh, that the protagonist of that movie was actually the uh, or not the protagonist but uh, the uh, opposite uh, Sandler was actually uh, the angel of death the whole time. He's kind of sold him death and this package that was a remote control. All right, uh, let's keep going here to a Everest and Everest is a movie about climbing Mount Everest and. I actually really dig this movie. Um, this is the first movie where I was like, the 3D is so great. I need to do something more than just great 3D. So I created Editor's Choice Award to for this movie. I almost retrofitted SpongeBob to have Editor's Choice great 3D. It was that great. But I gave it to uh, Everest because... It did so well with the 3D aspect that it really made you feel like you're climbing Mount Everest and you're walking up, you know, going up with the characters. And it's a lot of fun. I actually really dig this movie. It's Is it a documentary or? A... No, it's a, a it's an actual like movie movie, not a documentary. And it's based on a, a real story made with Jake Gyllenhaal. And, you know, he takes people up to count to climb Mount Everest and the people that are going up. Some of them are losers. Some of them are just regular people, but they want to do something important in their life. And I, I dig it. I dig the story. Um, the 3D is the cinematography. and The 3D are just amazing. Like they have a lot of pop out with um, the snow flurries and they have the depth with the Everest just really works with the story it complements the story so well when they finally get to the top of the everest um it's just like amazing exciting and it just gives you a sense of awe um when i went to go see this movie i was given um back when they're doing uh, screening passes and i got to see this in imax 3d and this was made for IMAX 3D. Sounds like you felt like you were actually climbing with them. Yep. I could have swore that the people in the IMAX theater purposely made the air conditioning colder <laughs> to fit this movie because I was super cold in the, watching this movie. And I mean, it something they could, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but. They may have. All right. So let's keep going here to Maze Runner, the Scorch Trials. The Maze Runner, I've never watched any of these movies. I kind of wanted to, but I never got around to it. Um, so keep on going. Uh, we got Hotel Transylvania 2. <sighs> so Hotel Transylvania, the first one I actually liked. And it said, you know what? This is a good Adam Sandler movie. And the second one, I was like, you know, I'm actually kind of excited for this. And it just felt so flat it's about like the the daughter of count dracula and you know in the first movie she finds a husband 
and the second movie they have a kid and it just it's so rushed there's some genuine moments in there that are actually kind of sweet but for the most part they just rush through so much of it like it it just it's everything i didn't want in the original movie and this one had it and yeah i really really hated it um i gave this one a 4 it just feels like family guy where they just kept going for quick take after quick cutaway and it, i just got tired of it i was like stop it just be a movie and show me your story you don't have to do quick takes cuts you know visual gags every 5 seconds it just really bothered me Krista, what are your thoughts on family guy <laughs> i refuse to watch it did the quick cutaway gags get annoyed or just don't like it i mean i just don't like the subject matter or the animation style. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I gave Total Transylvania a 4 out of 10. And Week 3D. And uh, let's keep going here to The Martian. I love this movie. I really like it. Uh, Krista, did you, did, what'd you think of it? What do you give it? The score? Martian. Maybe like an 8? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I gave it. Kristen, did you watch this or no? Oh, gosh. It's really good. Starring Matt Damon as a, uh astronaut who gets abandoned on Mars and has to, as the movie says, science the hell out of things to survive. This is like one of the most scientifically accurate sci-fi films I've ever seen. And it was native 3D at that. Yeah. Oh, I really wish I had seen this in 3D. It would look so good in 3D. Yeah, I enjoyed the 3D aspect of this. I gave it a good. Um, I felt like when it really did it, it was really nice. But then half the movie was totally forgettable. So there's a lot of really good scenes. Enough to justify going to watch this movie in 3D. And I really liked it. And the landscapes are beautiful. And, you know, I, I dig uh, Matt Damon. I know people make fun of him, but... I think he really nailed it in this movie. He's a good actor. I probably would have enjoyed that. My my introduction to Matt was uh, in Good Will Hunting, and I I thought all of his, I think he's very selective about the roles that he chooses. Now the only part about this movie that I I, I feel like the ending just drags. It's just like okay, I get it, and it just kind of you could have cut it off like ten fifteen minutes before it did. Oh yeah, you didn't need the time jump. Like you could have just ended it with him coming home and like. You didn't need the extended denouement that they had. Like, that's completely unnecessary information. Yeah. It's it just like, oh, I came back and I decided to teach. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it, the science is just really well-founded and it's very entertaining sci-fi. It's, it's, it's high not. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. I really like it. I gave it an eight. I gave it the 3D good. Um one of our patrons did mention that it's a, one of the few native 3D movies. Um, and yeah, it definitely is, is worth remembering. So next up is Pan, which is a Peter Pan movie with uh, Hugh Jackman. And um, I actually really like this movie. I'm like the only one. This is one of the movies where... Everyone hates this movie except for me. I don't care. 
I love it. I, I gave it a 9 out of 10 and a great 3D. The 3D here is magnificent. Like, holy crap. They really, like, amazing 3D stuff going on here that really help with the magical aspects of Peter Pan's story. You know, a lot of fun pop-outs, a lot of fun depth. Um, yeah, it, it's really fantastic. And the 3D-wise, the movie itself is Peter Pan's story. Um, and the one weird aspect is how they chose some songs. Um, it's really weird. Um, some of the song usage in this movie is just off, but I, I can forgive it because I still enjoyed it and thought it was a lot of fun for a Peter Pan movie that I had no expectations going in. I dig it. And, you know, it's more kind of like a, a good uh, origin story of Peter Pan where you get to know about his orphanage time and he's searching for his mother. Very whimsical. I dig this movie. I know a lot of people that hate this movie. I, I love it. I think it's interesting that when you go into a movie without ex without expectations like you described, that sometimes those are your best theatrical experiences. That's what I always try to do, is just try to clear my mind and take away any biases I have walking into a theater uh, for a movie. I try my best, you know, so I digged it. Um, let's keep going here to the Peanuts movie. Charlie Brown. Uh, Kristen, you watched this with me. What did you think of this movie? I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I thought it was uh, like a full featured uh, Charlie Brown movie from the 60s and 70s. I think I was almost surprised at the way that they didn't bring anything up to date. I mean, everything. They were still using rotary dial phones with cables and, you know, flying kites. And, you know, I was just, I was really astonished that, uh, that the how plastic they kept it. As far as the 3D, I, I was, I thought it was interesting because I, about five or ten minutes into the movie, I started realizing that they looked like Sort of like cardboard cutouts moving across the panorama. Just, mm -hmm. like, just three layers. It was just like the the characters, the like background and the foreground, and uh, there's a lot of cardboarding. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, this, this was something that the 3D was just not really all that enjoyable for, um, and it, it just. Like they barely tried. Now you're absolutely right that they the only thing new about this movie per se is that they have new people playing the the characters, but the animation style is CG, fully CG animated, and it's a beautiful movie. Uh, the voices that they got to do were spot on. Yeah, and I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. Is it was just almost like a time capsule, like this podcast. <laughs> Krista, have you seen this movie? No. Have you seen the other Peanuts movies? Nope. Oh, girl, you're missing out on some quality, quality movies. The Christmas movie, the Halloween movie are, are just classics, right, Kristen? I, I agree. I, I, I think that uh, this uh, current generation has missed out on uh, something that really connects with childhood in a way that possibly no other genre does yeah it works it keeps the 60s style 
but it still feels new and different. And like they make a big deal about the uh, Charlie's girlfriend, the redheaded girl, which it did kind of bug me that they never named her, or I think they did, or I don't remember. But uh, you know, it's a good movie. It's a really great movie. I, I dig it. Yeah, it's just a, it, it's a it's a nice complicated movie. It just it doesn't oversimplify child child emotion. Some other notable things: uh, Goosebumps was a three D movie in some parts of the world, but. I, I tried, I remember I wanted to see this movie in 3D, but I couldn't find it. And eventually just gave up and was like, I'm not going to review it. And I liked Ghostbumps movie. Um, I didn't hate it. Um, Krista, did you watch this or no? This specific movie, I don't know that I did. Um, they did a decent job of kind of bringing some of those books into real life. Um so I, I read some of the books when I was a kid, so I was... I watched a lot of, like, kind of, like, made-for-TV type Goosebumps movies. Yeah. Which I think are older than this. Yeah. You know, I, I went to a parochial school growing up, and I, I, I think it's interesting reflecting back at the way that our school campus sort of demonized those books. They were really fun books. Right, I'm sure they were, and I like. I always felt like I was cheated out of out of reading those because they wouldn't let us bring them on campus, and they almost gave them a power that was greater than what they were. And I just think, I'm looking back as an adult, I'm just like, oh my god, what a disservice they did. I mean, you know, they're horror movie horror books, but they're not that gruesome. I I don't think they were, and yeah, like I. Uh, as a general rule, I don't like horror, but Goosebumps I can handle. And it's just like, I guess people were just so uptight that they don't want to have kids have horror. It's like, kids want to get scared too. And, and, you know, in a fun way. Absolutely. So it's, yeah, it's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with this. So the movie itself is okay. Uh, Jack Black is R.L. Stein, and, you know, all it's one of the movies where all of the Goosebump characters come to life and they have to get them back into the books. It's just kind of a stupid, goofy movie. Um, oh, that would be fun to watch, actually. It, it's it's all right. It's, it's, I liked it. I don't love it. Um, I didn't watch it in 3D because, I don't know, I think it was weird release, one of those times where, yeah, here it's 3D, but not there. I don't know. Um, there was a Paranormal Activity movie came out this year. And 3D, the Ghost Dimension, which I'd never watched, but I heard it was good. Um, I don't, I haven't watched any of the Paranormal Activity movies. And um, there was also In the Heart of a Sea, which is this like water movie. Um, I remember I had that screening ticket for, and never got to actually watch. Um, but it just kind of was a flop anyway. And we have a Pixar, another Pixar movie coming up, The Good Dinosaur. Have uh, Krista, did you watch this? I haven't seen this. I think this is like the only Pixar movie I haven't seen. Kristen, have you watched this? No, no, but I didn't. I didn't go out to see that. So the Good Dinosaur. Um, everyone seems to hate this movie. I don't know why. I don't think he deserves any hate. Is it the best Pixar movie? No, but it's an enjoyable movie for what it was. Really pretty. Um, there's something about. Disney and dinosaurs that somehow they never managed to get that to work right where they had the dinosaur movie from the year 2000 which was only okay 
I guess I liked this movie. I gave it an eight and I thought the 3D was fun, but it's just kind of a movie that is enjoyable, you know, about a dinosaur who's trying to get back with his other dinosaurs and there's humans here. Um, I digged it. I was going to say, it almost sounds like uh, The Curse of the Lone Ranger with Disney. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, for some reason, this does not connect with people. And um, you know, there's just different dinosaurs here, like Sam Elliott being in here, and, you know, the young green brontosaurus that was trying to be part of his family, but, you know, it's just the runts of the family, and he can't get along, and like there's a big storm and the storm washes him away and he's trying to get back to his family. I like it. I don't understand why people hate this movie, but I thought it was fine. Um, we're going to get to the big one in a little bit, but there's another movie here, uh, Point Break, which is another remake um, from the 80s. And I never watched this movie. I, I was like, I think the only screening was on Christmas Day. And I was like, I'm not going to do that on Christmas. I actually did see the original. How was the original? I was enjoyable. Have you seen the remake or no? No, I, I don't usually watch remakes uh, unless I'm just compelled to. So, yeah, this one didn't do... I mean, it, it did decently money, but I don't think anyone really cares about this movie. It's kind of an 80s theme that may not connect with audiences today. Yeah. There's one more movie on this list. One more big one. And it's weird because I really liked it back then. But I feel like the rest of the series kind of was all over the place. Do you know what movie I'm talking about, Kristen? Not yet. You watched this movie. I guarantee that you have watched this movie. At least once. Okay. Star Wars 7, A Forced Awakens. Or... Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. I messed that up. I think probably like The Force Awakens was actually good, but in the later ones, they screwed it up. Yeah, I I can agree. They had so much potential with this movie that it just kind of started falling flat. Um, I really enjoyed the 3D here. I really enjoyed the movie. I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, this is just a New Hope, but redone." And I feel like, in a way, yeah, but at the same time, it also feels like this is a good way to restart the franchise, to move things forward, and... That's what, I was, that's what exactly what I was hoping they would do. You know, they have new droids, they have BB-8, and they have a new villain with Kylo Ren, and, you know, it, it did feel like Star Wars, but it also felt new, and then... They just completely decided to change everything up and they changed directors and the, the, the franchise just kind of is all over the place because they didn't have the vision to have the same director do all three and just have a storyboard of everything that's going to happen. I think it was very clear that they didn't plan all three movies in advance. Yeah. It took forever for those movies to come out, too. I think it's interesting that it, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't place blame on those other two movies on different directors or not being pre-written, because Lucas hadn't actually written com in complete drafts for the other two movies 
for the original trilogy. And those were all three directed by different people. Lucas only uh, directed the first one. True. I, I was just I think it was just the direction of the producers that just didn't quite know what they wanted to do with what, what they had. I kind of feel like the original trilogy um, still knew what they were doing and still like they had a plan. They had this was going to lead to this. This would lead to that. And that th- that's what was missing. He probably did have some framework. He has admitted to that, that you know, that he kind of had an idea of what he was going to do. And I maybe that was it was having the same writer as the visionary more than the director that uh, made those movies work. But even watching the original trilogy uh, uh, as an adult, you start to see, you know, like Return of the Jedi was not nearly as great of a movie as I thought it was when it first came out. I, you know, I look at it now and I can kind of start to see the cracks starting to show. And uh, so it, it was probably a good time to put that trilogy to rest for as long as they did. And I'll definitely crap on the prequels and say that those are not great movies, not good movies either. I like the third one, but the rest of them are trash. Right. I, I think that they actually hold up well, better than the, than these will. Have you heard the rumors that they're supposed to have like a complete reboot? And that, and that uh, the, this particular trilogy, beginning with Force Awakens, is actually going to be like uh, alternate realities or alternate universe like myths on the canon yeah i don't know about that um either i i think it's already been done it's like i told jerry the movies weren't that bad but you know but to start all over again i i think audiences may just be done i think the only thing that bothered me about that original movie was uh it's the one thing that stuck out with me and it bothers me still is the story for another time with the (laughs) graphics saber and i thought that had to be the most lazy writing ever it's like a story for another time how about that's a story for right now you know this is a movie well um apparently that was a, a good excuse to have a comic book spinoff and the same thing with uh uh 3po's red arm oh yeah that's explained in the comic book yeah but but you can't do that to movie audiences and keep their attention so yeah it's just marketing and it's just one of those things that pisses me off it's just like come on man you... i mean i remember like everyone actually genuinely being excited for the force awakens and i remember hearing a lot of good things about it but it was the later movies that people started to dread and people really dislike the last jedi was the beginning of the end of the franchise and it, it just like they, they were trying really hard to really try to do things different in the sequel to this movie. And I feel like they just, and then they just reset everything in Last Jedi. And it's kind of one of those things you just don't have a vision where the prequels had a vision, even if you disagree with them. The original trilogy had a vision of what's going on. This, they just kind of making things up as they go along. And it just, it's frustrating to watch. And I like the second movie. The actual problem, well, there are a lot of problems. One of the problems is the way they treated the original trio and then their characterization of Han and Luke. They screwed up previous character development. Yeah, I think I think having it attached at all with Luke and having any of those characters was a mistake. 
I think they're trying to keep the audience excited and, oh, we're going to be, you know, but at the same time, I think that's one thing that Star Wars just, you have to move on already. Right. They could have had those original characters as background and uh, uncertain scenes, but, uh, and that would have kept the old audiences, you know, satisfied enough to give the, the fresh cast a chance. It kind of feels like um, Star Wars and Star Trek 2009, where they were trying to, okay, we have the same cast, you know, same characters here, new cast, and they had a story that changed the universe of Star Trek with Vulcan being destroyed. And it's a different kind of way, you know, they introduced it to a different timeline. So they were able to do different things eventually. But then, then, so here they were trying to do that, but then they're trying to honor the original trilogy and they're trying to do their own thing. And there's just too many things going on at the same time that was just an unhappy marriage. And it was so sad because I love this movie. The first, I think it's just so much fun and has so much promise and it's just, Seeing it back now after Return of the Jedi, you know, or after the last one, it just feels like lost potential. Right. It's almost like I, 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 I remarked to myself that uh, I think that Star Trek actually won the, the, the battle between the, the arguments about which is better. And uh, I, I, I kind of resolved that, no, everybody's right. The, the, the Star Trek uh, team is right. They, they are better. And kind of dumb that that people act like they're opposed when there are plenty of people that like both Star Trek and Star Wars. But and I've always been one of those. But if I had to pick and choose, I probably would have picked Star Wars up until the last two films, and then I realized, okay, this this trilogy or this uh, this uh, franchise has just completely fallen off the deep end. I'm definitely more Star Trek than Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, but everybody can enjoy both. Yeah. It's it's apples to oranges. They're not trying to do the same things. I agree. Uh, one is fantasy and one is science fiction. Yeah. One is a um, space um, kind of opera and one is a science fiction, optimistic science fiction kind of story uh it's just it's different things and it's disappointing that star trek movies have been kind of dead lately um i did really like the third star trek beyond um yeah that's the only good of the recent star trek movies, so i feel like uh maybe this uh maybe this dip inside of star wars will actually give uh star trek a chance to well, star trek has been in production hell because they didn't want to pay Chris Pine what Chris Pine wanted to be paid. And the story with Star Trek Four was all about Kirk's dad, which I don't care. <laughs> I just don't think that's a necessary thing. Production hell because basically they have come to a standstill at negotiations with the actors. Last I heard, I haven't been paying that much attention, but. What a also, good everything's in production hell because no production is happening at all right now. So, quite true. Yeah. 
Uh, but Star Trek's having a big comeback right now because Discovery is a big hit and um, it's going to go into season three and Picard's going to go into season two. Um, I need to catch up on Discovery and I need to watch Picard. <laughs> so Star Trek and then Star Trek's going to have an animated series coming out this year. So Star Trek is really starting to get a really huge um, audience again. And Star Wars, people have just gotten so polarized on this these movies. Um, the only thing that is like people really love is um, Mandalorian, which I 100% agree with. I think Mandalorian is amazing. Definitely worth watching on Disney Plus. And um, that's got season two and they uh, stopped actually finished filming before COVID-19. So season two is going to come out this year. Um, the only thing I know about is Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, and Mandalorian is exactly what Star Wars should be. And they... But that's because the main person doing that was the main person doing Iron Man and who was in charge of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he took over. He's like, all right, let me do play with Star Wars now. And he left Marvel Cinematic Universe... And started working on that. And he has a vision. He has an idea of what to do. And it's a fun show. Mandalorian is so much better than any of these movies. Um, it might be my favorite thing. I, I put it the highest of praise on the Mandalorian. Because I feel like for me, the original New Hope is the best Star Wars. And Mandalorian the second. Everything else is underneath it. That good. All right. Well, that's it. Um, basically, all the movies that came out in 2015, five years ago, in this uh, 3D movie time capsule. Uh, Krista, what was your favorite movie? <laughs> Inside Out. No. It's a tie between Inside Out and The Martian. Kristen, what's your favorite movie? Uh, I'd have to say Mad Max, but I will say that this uh, interview has definitely caused me to probably dust off some of these movies and actually watch them finally. Oh, there's one more movie here that I forgot to mention. The Walk. And The Walk is a delightful, wonderful movie that is often forgotten because, um, but it's amazing. It's a story about a man who walked in between the Twin Towers in the 1970s. And The Walk has spectacular 3D. Um, the depth in that whenever they actually get to the point in the movie where they're walking in between the two twin towers, it's the depth of that scene is just wow. What's the premise though? Is he just walking? It's a tightrope walker on a tightrope between the two towers. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so that was like thousands of feet in the air. So Philippe Petit was a French artist and a high wire walker. And his big performance was, I'm going to walk between the new, you know, then new um, Twin Towers um, and without a safety net. And that's going to be my performance of my life. And you get to see him do that. And the 3D is excellent here. This is some of the best 3D. And it's just so much fun. It's a fun storyline um it's the characters are it's like a kind of like a heist movie because obviously the new york city doesn't want them to actually walk between these towers you know they don't want someone to fall to their death <laughs> everyone in new york be like oh my god you know 
but so it's kind of a heist and kind of oh my god i'm gonna be able to go do this or not do this and it's just it's so much fun i was never bored in this movie and it's just pure entertainment and it's just i love this movie um for me I'll, i'll say this is my favorite movie of 2015 but excellent 3d excellent movie I gave it a 10 and I still stand by it. I kind of, one of the movies that I don't want to see in 2D. It's, you know, that awesome. Um, worst movie, I will probably say uh, Jupiter Ascending is horrible. <laughs> Best animated movie, I'm going to say Inside Out is easy there. But Peanuts is definitely a good movie. Um, Best Marvel movie, um... I still like Avengers AJ Ultron, so I'm fine with that. Movie that I feel like people kind of forgot about was definitely The Walk. I almost forgot about it. And I definitely love Pan. I don't know why people hate it, but any other last words, Krista? Hello. Kristen, do you have anything else to mention? That pretty much wraps up my review. It's kind of sad the Peanuts movie never got a sequel. I think that's one thing that I want to mention too, that they they never did anything with it after this. There was just this one movie, and that's it. Both words that was just a one-time legacy thing for Charles Schultz and his estate, and the overseers of his estate that just wanted to make that one last movie and uh, let that be it. It's just it's so weird that you know they'll bring it back and have all this new animation, and it just. That was it. And I don't think it did that well box office wise. I think it did decently, but not a huge amount. All right. I guess that's it for us. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Kano3D and Mr. Bingo5 for your financial support on Patreon.com. So that's going to be it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Links are in the info box. If you want to send us listener mail, our email address is email 3D or 2D at gmail.com. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.